Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is Thursday, September 17th, 2020. Today on the show, we're going to quickly look at the Bruins' outlook for the 2020 NHL Draft, which is coming up in just a couple weeks, and also discuss uh, former Bruins and their ties with the Dallas Stars and why I, for one, am rooting for Dallas to win the Stanley Cup. And, of course, take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Before we get into all that, let me remind you that you can find me on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at Ian C. McLaren. You can follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. For those not familiar with me, I've been in the hockey writing game for about 10 years now, uh, working formerly with SB Nation, uh, our own cup of chowder, Fear the Fin, Second City Hockey. I spent about five years working as a hockey news editor for The Score. I was able to cover, you know, practices, games, things like that um, in person for them, as well as going to the Hockey Hall of Fame where I, I interviewed Mark Recchi, uh, which was one of the highlights of my time at The Score. I've been doing this podcast for about a year now and so happy that you've joined it. Chances are you've come through your favorite podcast app, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. If you have not already, please hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download and enjoy. If you could also rate and review the podcast, that would be very much appreciated, especially all you Apple listeners. Uh, if you could just take a moment to toss up, you know, four or five stars and a brief review uh i would very greatly appreciate that so like i said the nhl draft is coming up here in a couple weeks it is scheduled for tuesday october 6th the first round and then wednesday october 7th for the second round i thought for those who weren't quite sure of boston's situation heading into the draft we'll just take a quick look at the picks they have available what their needs are, and try to see who might be available when they are called to make a selection. Now, the Bruins, as of right now, will not have anything to do on the first night of the draft, which would be the first round. Their first round pick was traded away on February 1st, 2020, to the Anaheim Ducks, along with David Backus, for... Andre Kasha. Now, this, of course, was a two-pronged move. One, the Bruins wanted to dump David Backus's contract and therefore had to add the first-round pick as a sweetener. They did acquire Kasha in return, which was very much a bonus. Kasha, of course, is expected to lock down the second-line right-wing position. He's only 24 and has one season remaining on his contract which will pay 2.6 million dollars so you know things didn't really work out for kasha and the bruins here uh, in the return to play scenario and this season seeing as 
we had the pause and then he was stuck in quarantine for a while. Never really got up to speed, although he did look pretty good for the Bruins at times with David Krejci and Jake DeBrusque. Um, and hopefully the Bruins can get some added value out of him under the final year of this contract, after which he'll be an RFA. Anyways, all that to say, the Bruins don't have their first-round pick this year. Anaheim will make the 27th overall selection for the Bruins. They do have their second-round pick and their third-round pick. The second-round pick, I believe, will be the 58th overall selection. The fourth-round pick, they do not have. That was traded to the New Jersey Devils in the Marcus Johansson trade last season. In fact, the Devils acquired two picks in that trade. One was the 2019 second round pick, which was used to pick Nikita Okoitiuk, if I'm saying that correctly. He is a left shot defenseman from Russia, I'm assuming. And then, of course, the Bruins also sent the 2024th round pick. Marcus Johansson has been in the news recently as he was traded yesterday by the Buffalo Sabres to the Minnesota Wild straight up for Eric Stahl, uh, which is an interesting move for the Wild, seeing as those Sabres arguably get the better player and also will be saving $1.25 million against the cap in 2020-21. So Marcus Johansson now on his second team after his tenure with the Devils. And the Devils will still be recouping a pick from the Bruins uh, as a result of that trade. Now I was looking at Corey Perronman's article on The Athletic. He's their you know prospect guru over there. And he put up a piece about the biggest needs for all 31 teams in the 2020 draft. And this is what he had to say about the Bruins. He said, the Bruins, their biggest need is scoring forwards. He he said, quote, I use scoring forwards and not just forwards because other than Jackson Nika, there aren't a lot of forward prospects coming up in the Bruins organization who you would describe as having a high skill level, even if they are good prospects. John Beecher, Jacob Lauko, Zach Sinitian, and Trent Frederick, among others, will play games but I'm skeptical they're on an NHL power play. I'd say Sinitian could be on that. Uh, that's my opinion, but uh, we'll see. The Bruins don't pick until number 58, so you're not going to find a high-skilled player who checks all the boxes you want, but this organization could use a skill infusion. If you go to Promen's rankings, the 58th ranked prospect is a player named William Kyle, Quile, Kyle, a left winger from the Windsor Spitfires of the Ontario Hockey League. Of him, Pronman writes, he's a true playmaker, but he's not that quick. Saw a lot of nights where it didn't like, seem like he did much. A strong track record, even if his point totals this season weren't great. He has a lot of the tools you look for outside the skating and hockey IQ, and I think it's enough to make it. Trevor Latowski, the coach of the Spitfires, said his shot jumps off his stick. It's like a cannon. I haven't seen many guys who can hammer it past goalies like he can. Now we know the Bruins are want to select players, you know, born and bred in America, especially players with 
Massachusetts ties. And at 63, Brahman has ranked Sean Farrell, Chicago of the USHL, who is a Massachusetts native. Uh, he's a five foot nine, 175 pound forward. Prodman writes, some scouts see Farrell as a five foot nine player without tremendous skill and wonder if he can or has enough to make it to the NHL. He does compete hard and can PK effectively. Prodman likes the talent, but it's fair to say for his size, that's not overwhelming amount of talent. Jack Roblowski, coach for the U.S. National Development Team program under 17, writes, he's a jackknife type of player. He understands the simple momentum game, but also has the skill set to run your power play. He's one of the smartest players I've coached. I would not be surprised if the Bruins went after him if he's available at that point. So again, the Bruins have their second round pick, third round pick, and then their fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks at the 2020 NHL draft. And I believe they will be looking for a skilled scoring forward uh, who ideally could step into the lineup within a couple of years. And uh, those two guys are two to look out for uh, among a bevy of other <laughs> scoring forwards that will be available. And as we get closer to the draft, we'll take a closer look at exactly who might be on the Bruins radar. But those are just a couple of suggestions off the top. Before we move on, let's talk for a moment about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family-owned business, and they have been selling auto parts online for about 20 years now. I've been on their site looking for a part for my van, a taillight cover for a 2003 Honda Odyssey. I found it very quickly, and the prices were amazing, and I made that order, and I'm looking forward to, to getting that to fix my, my own van. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to, like I said, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Their prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now as I record this, it is lunchtime and I'm feeling very hungry. So chances are I will log on to my DoorDash app and choose from a wide variety of local restaurants who are now delivering straight to your door with contactless delivery. If you want Chinese food, you want pizza, you're craving even frozen yogurt. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. You can continue to support restaurants in your community safely. You've counted on restaurants and now they're counting on you to help keep their businesses afloat during this challenging time. While their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order 
of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. As I record here on Thursday, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders are getting set to play Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Final tonight in Edmonton. The Dallas Stars have, of course, already advanced to the Stanley Cup Final and are awaiting an opponent. If the Lightning win tonight, then chances are the final will begin on Saturday. If a Game 7 is necessary, I believe that would be played Saturday and we'll probably see the final begin as early as Monday. Now, I've made no bones about the fact that I am rooting for the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup Final for a few specific reasons, which I will outline here. I'm not saying you should join me. I'm just saying this is where I am going with my rooting interest for the remaining of the playoffs. To be honest, I've been a not-so-closet fan of the Stars ever since They acquired Tyler Sagan and Rich Peverly from the Bruins back in 2013. I've shared the story on the podcast about how Rich Peverly brought the Stanley Cup to Guelph, where I live here in Ontario, after the Bruins won the Cup in 2011. Uh, I've seen him out and about in the community a few times, and we've been able to chat, and he's been on the podcast as well back early on in uh, the life of Locked On Boston Bruins. If you missed that, please go back and check it out. Uh, But I'm a a big Rich Peverly supporter, always will be, and he is, of course, on staff with the Dallas Stars as their player development coordinator. He monitors the development of drafted Dallas Stars prospects with an emphasis on the amateur level. And he also, of course, has... His Pevs Protects uh, Foundation, which helps to raise awareness for heart health in light of the scary incident that he went through back with the Dallas Stars during a game uh, that almost cost him his life. And uh, I just really admire how he used that opportunity to Uh, help others who may face the same situation. Even though he was not able to play, he still found a place within the hockey world. And uh, I will just always be rooting uh, for Rich Peverly. Uh, You know, on a lesser level, rooting for Tyler Sagan, I think his reputation took a bit of a hit when he was traded from the Bruins. Uh, But whether or not that was warranted, he's really impressed me in recent months with his willingness to become more educated when it comes to issues of social justice. We saw him in Dallas marching for Black Lives Matter. We saw him take a knee along with Jason Dickinson uh, and Ryan Reeves and Robin Leonard of the Vegas Golden Knights earlier in the playoffs during the anthem. And I, for one, yeah, I've just always been a Sagan fan. Didn't love seeing him traded from the Bruins, and uh, I just continued to root for him. So I think it'd be cool for him to get another cup in a bigger role. Um, I mentioned Jason Dickinson. He was a member of the Guelph Storm several years ago now when they won the OHL championship in 2014, I guess, uh, along with guys like Robbie Fabry, Tyler Bertuzzi, Anytime a junior player from my town goes on to do good things or make it to the NHL, I will always root for them as well. So hoping Jason Dickinson could get his name on the cup. And finally, Anton Hudobin. I talked about him, I believe, on Monday. Uh, And, you know, whether or not 
um, his accomplishments kind of take away from the Bruins' decision to sign Yaroslav Halak, whether or not it takes anything away from Tuka Rask. Um, and that's all nonsense. I, I think Dobby is just a great person on and off the ice. Reminds me a lot of Tim Thomas. That comparison has been made before. And uh, I think it'd be pretty cool if he could uh, win as a member of the Dallas Stars. And if he could even win the Conn Smythe, that would be even more incredible. One of the best stories of the return to play scenario in my mind, if that were to happen. Now, they will be in tough if it is the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm always reluctant to root for the Eastern Conference team because, you know, ideally we'd want our Bruins to be there. In this case, it's difficult because, A, you don't want the Lightning to win because they're a rival and, you know, screw them. But also, if they did win, it would kind of make it that much more painful because you know that if the Bruins had beaten them, then chances are the Bruins could have had that level of success as well. So if the Western Conference team wins, it's a bit of a win-win because A, the Lightning lose, and you know it means that the Bruins lost to the team that lost in the final instead of won in the final, which makes it that much more painful knowing that they could have had a chance to win. So all that to say, go Stars, no matter who they're playing in the final. Agree, disagree, hit me up on Twitter at ESC McLaren or at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Let me know who you're rooting for in the Stanley Cup final uh, between the Stars, the Lightning, or the Islanders if they're able to pull off the comeback. Before we move on, let's talk for a moment about erectile dysfunction. It's not an easy conversation to have. Usually we just brush it off, blame ourselves, or avoid it altogether. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. You can connect with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, simple, safe, and totally discreet. You can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. You can connect with a healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. To get started, just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL to complete an online visit. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the hockey world, and there's actually quite a bit going on here this morning. First of all, it has been announced that the World Junior Championship will go ahead this season. It will be hosted in the Edmonton bubble. And uh, while the IIHF has canceled a bunch of other tournaments, including the under-18s, the World Junior Championship, which is, you know, their main showcase every year, will proceed similar to how the NHL did it in the bubble. Darren Dreger of TSN said the World Junior Travel Plan will see three charters deliver countries from Europe into Edmonton beginning the second week of December. Intensive testing before those flights will be mandatory, followed by strict protocol and daily testing upon arrival in the hub. So pretty much uh, 
similar to, again, what the NHL players have to do. And we will get some hockey, you know, around the holidays this season, which, which will be really great seeing as we don't know exactly when the NHL will be back in action. I mentioned the Johansson for stall trade. There was another uh, transaction announced yesterday. The Montreal Canadiens re-signed Joel Edmondson to a four-year, $14 million contract extension. The Habs acquired the rights to the 27-year-old defenseman last week from the Hurricanes in exchange for a fifth-round pick in 2020. Again, I think the Bruins should explore trading Tory Krug's rights if it appears as though he's not going to re-sign, which at this point, it certainly uh, seems to be the case that he will move on. I mentioned former Bruins as a reason why, partly, I'm rooting for the Dallas Stars. I am also rooting for the Islanders because, again, screw the Lightning, but also Johnny Boychuk was able to return for the Game 5 victory over the Lightning. He had been sidelined. Since the opening game of the qualifying round against the Florida Panthers, always loved Boychuk, hated the fact that he was traded by the Bruins a few years ago, and uh, really wish him the best as well in his return, and hopefully he can keep it going tonight against the, uh, the Lightning in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Final. And finally, Craig Custance of The Athletic released his NHL trade big board, 22 players who could be on the move this offseason. There was one Bruin mentioned, and that would be Brandon Carlo at 19. Custance writes, this is admittedly a bit of a long shot. He's 23 years old, a right shot top four defenseman. Those players are at a premium. The Bruins are getting calls on him, but aren't actively looking to move him. If he gets traded, it's part of a major deal that brings a legitimate top six forward back or a similarly talented left shot defenseman. Those aren't easy deals to make. One rival executive said, I'd be shocked if they traded Carlo. They're going to be fascinating to watch. They're going for it for one more year and they're going to make some aggressive risks. Even though the Bruins would like to bring him back at the right price, the Bruins would also listen to offers for Tory Krug's negotiating rights. The top of the list, Custance has Patrick Laine of the Winnipeg Jets, Oliver ekman Larson from the Arizona Coyotes, Matt Dumba of the Minnesota Wild, Matt Murray from the Pittsburgh Penguins, Frederick Anderson from the Toronto Maple Leafs. He also mentions Cal Palmieri, who's been a player that uh, the Bruins have liked in the past and I believe have been in on at previous trade deadlines. Other forwards include Max Domi, Nikolai Ellers from the Winnipeg Jets, Andreas Johansson. Josh Anderson is, a, is another player that I could see the Bruins targeting as well if the price is right, and uh, I think he'd be a great fit for the Bruins. That's it for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Thank you so much again for listening. Very much appreciate those of you who tune in on a regular basis, and we'll be back tomorrow with the final episode of the week. Uh, hopefully trying to set up an interview with a special someone in my life. That would be my wife. She says she doesn't have much to talk about, but I'll present her with some questions about her relationship with hockey and um, our boys playing hockey as well. And hopefully we can get that done tomorrow. I hope you're all having a great week. We're almost at the weekend. 
please take care of yourselves and each other and enjoy game six tonight of the Eastern Conference Final if you're going to watch. I'll probably check some of it out, but uh, we are watching uh, Good Girls on Netflix at the moment, uh, which is pretty good. I'm watching Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, which I, I love, and uh, hoping to get back to Sons of Anarchy at some point as well. All right, that's it. Thanks so much for listening, friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Peace.